Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined. With Kenny Sargent. Paging Dr. Deucebag. Crash Gladys. Getting crashed position. And Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. Coming off free. help you make your decision, Freak Nation. You have your 60 Minutes interview with the President of the United States. You have the Major League Baseball World Series, a very important Game 5. You have the Cardinals taking on Seattle uh, with Sunday Night Football. Or you have Alex Bowman running for a NASCAR championship. You have Scott Dixon, who just clinched his sixth IndyCar Series Championship. Uh, if that doesn't entice you more, how about the son of uh, one of the greatest drag racers in history, Gary Selzy, his son, Gio? Giovanni Selzy with his first ARCA West win on the year. Will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Statman, can we get you away from uh, that World Series between the Dodgers and Tampa Bay? Oh, yes. Yeah. This week, every time I looked at the uh, World Series, the Dodgers gave up runs and lost. So I have I've made a point not to look, not to pay attention, not to do anything, uh, you know, until I think the game is over. I'm staying away from it. That was you last night. Yeah, that, that was, was me. That was you me. Took a look. I peeped. Oh, no. I peeped. Oh. And it's, oh, no. You know, so I'm not peeping anymore. All right. So we got a big couple hours for you, Freak Nation. Thank you for making us part of your Sunday night. And bringing up that game last night with the Dodgers in Tampa Bay, and I'm not a, I'm not a Dodgers fan at all, but the excitement of that play, frankly, has no bearing on the fact that the Dodgers were the uh, the ones that benefited from, from their own errors. <laughs> they didn't benefit. But it was just, if there was ever a message to send to kids, you just don't give up two of those issues with the errors with the Dodgers that led to an improbable win <laughs> with Tampa Bay, a dude who has sucked hind boob in the postseason. <laughs> Tampa Bay <laughs> drops that single in there, and then lo and behold, a couple of freaking errors later, stat man, Tampa Bay ties it up two all in the World Series. It reminds me of a meme that I saw this weekend. Or somebody posted uh, two dogs looking forlornly at the camera, and they say, "I'm." Uh, the The caption says, "I'm glad you're home." The Russians pooped in the hallway. <laughs> oh. <What>? <laughs> <laughs> You've been saving that all week, haven't you? <laughs> I've been saving it all week. <laughs> it's an incredible. It's one of the best memes I've seen in this whole season. These dogs just, you know, I'm I'm so glad you're home. <laughs> oh, I think it might just be one of those nights, Freak Nation. Make sure you're part of this big old thing. Follow us on Twitter. We're there for you on Speed Free at Speed Freaks, Facebook, and of course the website speedfreaks.tv. Sands the uh, dog poop in the middle of the hallway. <laughs> yeah, well the Russians, you know, you can blame the 
the Dodgers could blame the Russians on the airs, you know? I mean, every, you blame the Russians for everything else nowadays. Right. It's a good point. I didn't think about that. So there you go, Freak Nation. Uh, your NASCAR race postponed to 10 o'clock Eastern tomorrow morning. Crash is some of the things that you were reading online. Granted, we were in the middle of a couple of things around the house. The, the description of that that race this afternoon at Texas Motor Speedway is if they were driving in a big, fat, stinky, sweaty cloud. Sweaty cloud? It was 57 degrees. It was a cold cloud. It was just nasty. I mean, it was there was nastiness all around Texas this weekend. NHRA had some pretty serious rain on, was it Friday or Saturday? They kind of ruined one of their days. It's just... This is a nasty weather time of year. It just is. And trying to get races in at this time of the year is always a challenge. And, well, NASCAR and NHRA found that out this weekend. NHRA did get their race off, and Crash Gladys will have results coming up in moments in her pit news, Crash Gladys pit news and notes. And as I mentioned, coming up in six or seven minutes, six time, 40-year-old, Scott Dixon, six-time IndyCar Series champion, just bla- well d- blasted out a, a new baby about nine months ago. Well, his wife did, okay. yes, in January. Uh, he's got it at four. Listen, I'm not knocking the guy for having a baby late in life. Hell, I was, I was grandpa category, and I blasted out my first one. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, Scott Dixon will be joining us here in the Freak Nation to talk about another championship for him and Chip Ganassi. Curious. Now that you have seven timer Jimmy Johnson joining Canassi, a little inspiration for Scott to go for seven. Going to resume with some affiliates to get to some Crash Gladys pit news and notes. Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the Freaks. Bringing in another round of affiliates here with Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Thank you guys for being a part of it. Crash Gladys, she's here. Statman, he's here. Yours truly, Kenny Sargent. We're all here. Coming up in about five, six minutes, Scott Dixon, IndyCar Series champion, six times over. He'll be here. But first, Crash Gladys, pit news and notes, brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Through the end of the month, purchase four qualifying truck tires during the truck season with General Tires, and you'll get up to $100 back with a Visa prepaid card. More information, you truck drivers? Go to GeneralTire.com. Crasher? Well, the man, Michael Schumacher, said it himself. Records are made to be broken. Michael's 91 wins in the top racing series in the world, Formula One, was just passed this weekend when Lewis Hamilton, he drove off a shaky start to win the Portuguese Grand Prix by 25 seconds. Your new record-setting F1 race winner at 92 wins, Lewis freaking Hamilton. How about another record-setting Schumacher story? Top fuel driver Tony Schumacher won his 85th race in Houston this afternoon in just his eighth race on the season. Tony has been sidelined due to sponsorship woes, but he clearly still has the chops in the driver's seat. Winning in funny car was Tommy Johnson. Aaron Stanfield won in pro stock soon after he took a win in the factory stock class. And Eddie Craywick won in motorcycles, his first win in two years. The IndyCar season is now officially over by running their season opener that was postponed to the finale due to COVID-19. And what a 2020-themed race it was. Alexander Rossi led 61 laps and spun himself out of the race. Will Power was leading 
also took himself out. Indy 500 winner Takuma Sato hit Indy 500 pole sitter Marco Andretti on what was arguably his best race of the year. But Marco went out, and get this, with his abysmal finish, he fell out of the $1 million leader circle money for next year. Oh. That hurts Andretti Autosport. In the end, it was Joseph Newgarden who did everything he could to steal the title away from Scott Dixon, including winning the race. But Dixon kept himself clean, finished third, and therefore took home his sixth IndyCar title. Scott will join us in just about five minutes. NASCAR raced a bit north of those drag racers, racing at Texas Motor Speedway. Harrison Burton winning in the Xfinity Series on Saturday after spinning earlier in the race. Noah, and then basically passing Noah Gregson on the last turn of the last lap to steal the checkered flag. And his dad up in the broadcast booth witnessing it all. It was Sheldon Creed, your winner in the Truck Series, the Cup Series, postponed to tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Freak Nation, for over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, your everywhere. From the aggressive Mud Terrain Grabber X3 to the all-terrain performance of the Grabber ATX, even to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APX, General Tire balances excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. Car not performing right, a dirty fuel system damages gas mileage and even your engine over time. But Lucas Fuel Treatment can clean and lubricate that fuel system, the fuel pump, fuel injectors, even carburetors and valves as you drive. It's designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment, it works. Hey, it's Crasher from the Freaks, and what if I told you the best burger you can buy to cook on your grill or stovetop? It was available in your favorite grocery store. Well, it is, and it's Bubba Burger. Just how awesome does a sweet onion Bubba Burger sound about now? Oh, my favorite, jalapeno burgers, Angus burgers, all-natural Bubba Burgers. Watching your caloric intake? Then grab the reduced fat and the turkey Bubba Burgers, all in your local grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, the answer is Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba. The Coxville Blockers, the Albuquerque Chupacabras, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, we got your attention now, don't we? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history and a meaning behind it, like the Akron Rubbers, the Boston Accents, or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts are awesome, made with the highest quality. 100% cotton available and are just stupid soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. MAV-TV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. MAV-TV televises off-road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and World Rally Championships, to name a few. MAV-TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows, such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. MAV-TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MAVTV.com for more racing information and to demand 
your Mav TV. You are listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio redefined. Time after time, I've turned my sentence, but committed no crime, and bad mistakes, and I've made a few. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. You're back with the Freaks. You follow us on Twitter, right, at Kenny and Crash, at Speed Freaks, of course, at Fox Sports 910. Scott Dixon, IndyCar Series champion once again. Six championships for this dude in the IndyCar Series. He's 40 years old. We've been doing this damn thing for 20 years, and he's been a part of those 20 years. Uh, This is nuts, man. 2020 has been freaking bonkers. You blast out another kid, you got another championship, and you end end your championship with a race like this in St. Pete? Might be the might be the last time we blast out another kid. I think I don't I don't know. It's I don't I, it's weird. Like you forget. Like you guys know this too. Like how hard it actually is. Like it's weird. You forget these moments that you have with kids. <laughs> and for us, you know, it's been what nine years or nine years since our last one. So we had we had a pretty big break. And man, it's it's uh, it's full on. I'm so bummed that Kit wasn't here um, this weekend. You know. Um, yeah, he doesn't travel so well. You know, he's a bit of a maniac. He's only nine and a half months old, but he's uh, as crazy as it comes. So, you know, we've got to contain him. But, uh, yeah, 20 years, another uh, sixth championship. And uh, it's, it's all good stuff, right? It's all good stuff. Did you have any idea or did you have your, your a grasp of where this race and how this race was unfolding and unfolding in front of you and behind you? I think you know the hardest thing with the NTT IndyCar series is just you know the the, the you know the restarts are crazy today. Um, the strategy of knowing who's where, you know, whether people are on two stoppers, three stoppers, you know, it's just really full on. So you can't, you don't at any point feel, you know, you you feel quietly confident, but you don't feel like you know it's all sewn up. And then you have you know the thoughts of mechanicals or you're on a street course, you know, with, with pretty low grip and, you know, the, the, you know, the situation of maybe just tagging an inside wall and then, you know, slamming into the outside wall. So, you know, at no point really, even the last lap, you know, the last lap today, I kind of started to slow down a bit and let the, you know, the gap build a little bit. And that was really the only time I was like, you know, I think we can, you know, we can salvage at least the top, you know, 11, which is all we needed to do at that point out of today, even if we have an engine that starts to, you know, have a problem or, you know, the car or something like that. But, um, yeah, it's it's so nerve wracking. I think for us, you know, we had that the confidence all season, but we we kind of had this hundred and seventeen point lead at one point, and you know, dwindled today to you know under twenty. You know, so it, it was evaporating pretty quickly, and you don't want to be a stat where you know I've won some championships where we've come from you know deficits like that and been able to pull it off, and you know I really didn't want that. So uh, what a what a crazy year to to lead from the first race all, all the way through the last one. And it just feels so good to, to be able to celebrate with uh, such a great team. You did have a great season going, four quick wins, 100-plus points lead at one time. But then things changed in midseason, and you found yourself having to gather everything up and keep going strong. When did you realize that it was still there for you to grab? Yeah, you you keep trying to do it, you know, and, and honestly, race one, it kind of started race one in mid-Ohio, you know, like we, we kind of had a bit of a lull and, you know, had a problem in qualifying. So we started like, I don't know, 15th or 18th, somewhere back there. And then, you know, next day, yeah, we rebounded. We're, we're going into, you know, we're starting P3 and then I made a silly mistake spinning out, you know, second or third in the race. 
and you know having to to try and rebound from that and and then you know the the race that we had at uh you know, in the road course, you know, the Harvest GP, we just, we just kind of sucked, you know, and, it, and it's kind of hard. We didn't change anything. It was just really bizarre that, you know, you see these scenarios, you know, I remember in 2013 with Elio, you know, he had like a 90 point lead over us at one point, And then we start to claw it back and you claw it back and you're like, you know, these guys are just making mistakes, but you don't actually really change anything. It's just, you know, the intensity of it, um, you know, and, and just, you know, how they play out and some things are just out of your control, you know, but, uh, it, as always, you know, the NTT IndyCar Series comes down to the why. You know, I think it's the 15th straight year where it's come down to the last race. And, you know, we didn't even have double points this year, you know. So, uh, huge credit to, to Joseph and, and Team Penske and, and what they were able to do and rebound like they did. Uh, definitely made the championship really tight. It is insane. 15 consecutive years, no playoffs, no chase, no countdown needed in the IndyCar Series. It always comes down to the last race. Scott Dixon, your six-time champion now in that IndyCar Series, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And you talk about different championships. This one, even though it came together in such a crazy year, you mentioned intensity. How are you going to maintain that intensity to go for a record-tying number seven, whether that's next year or the year after? You've got two daughters that are growing up, and you've got Kit coming along the way, and he's going to be running around driving you crazy in another year. How can you maintain this intensity to keep going for it? Yeah, it's definitely difficult, but I think it's it's the people you get to work with. But you know, more importantly, it's you know, it's Emma. You know, my wife. She she enables me to to go out there and do what I need to do. You know, and and you know the time that I need, and she takes care of you know everybody. And and without her, you know, and she's she's more competitive than I am. There's there's only you know the the two most competitive people I've ever met, uh, her and, and Chip. And and it's 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 intense. You know, if I have a rough day. She's like, man, you know, why, why were you doing this or why were you doing that? You know, she, I, you know, I, I hear about it at the track, and then when I get home, I get the same situation. But, uh, you know, I think it's, it, that's really important. But, um, you know, the intensity, yeah, I'm sure at some point, it's, 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 uh, you know, I don't know. Like even, even when I go to sports car races or different kind of, you know, categories, you know, the intensity is always there. I just, I feel so lucky to to do what I do, and you know, especially the year like this, you know, with with everybody and what 2020 has brought and COVID, and you know, we're, we're very lucky, we're very privileged, and and you know, to to be able to go out there and you know, such a huge thanks to, to obviously NTT, but also Roger Penske, you know, for enabling us to to do what we do and partners, you know, like NBC Sports and NBC and you know us with PNC Bank, you know, it's it's huge, you know, a lot of people don't get that opportunity, but um, you know. For me, it's always been about, you know, trying to pay back the people that, you know, enabled me to do this, whether it started with my parents to my family right now to the, the investors from the get-go. You know, I don't, I don't want to give up. You know, I want, to, I want to show that this was all worthwhile. Oh, without question. Let's stay with intensity, though. Do you think that if you were married to somebody else or if you had a different team owner, those two people that you brought talked about, Emma and, of course, Chip Ganassi, if they weren't as intense as they are, if they weren't questioning some of the things that you were doing, would that not drive you to be as damn successful as you are now? I don't think it would, you know, and, and, you know, Emma's such a massive part of that, you know, and, and, uh, you know, everybody that's met Chip or knows Chip, you know, he's, he's, the thing with Chip is, you, you know, you have these rough days and, and, you know, I've destroyed, you know, two cars and four laps. And, you know, the first thing is like, you know, you're okay. You know, we can get another car. And I'm like, man, I think it's probably time I go home. You know, like I'm pretty beat <laughs> up here. I've got a broken foot and a, and a broken hand. Um, but, you know, he's, he's also the biggest cheerleader for the team. You know, yes, he can be, 
you know, rough and, and angry at some points, but I think you need that. And that's, you know, you, you see what it means to him, you know, and, and that goes a long way, I think, with the team. You know, it's it's not all, you know, flowers and butterflies and, you know, it's not, it's never like that. You know, it's a lot of hard work and dedication from, from so many people and you need somebody that's aggressive. And, and uh, I think, you know, having that from the top definitely shows and, and Emma's actually quite similar like that and, and as, as far as the aggressiveness and, and making sure that you make the most of the opportunities that you have. So, you know, uh, I'm, in a, I'm in a very fortunate situation. Are your daughters showing any signs of that? Come on, let's just get everybody <laughs> around you, man. Yeah, Tilly's Tilly's probably a little more like me. She's a little more chilled. Poppy is pretty intense, and and uh, you know we're yet to see where Kit's going to go. But uh, he's he's a happy baby, but he's he's pretty full on. I think he's going to keep us extremely busy. That's for sure. Scott Dixon, you've got a few things in common with Tom Brady, including six championships, your age, and your ability to drive a race car is very similar to Tom Brady's ability to throw the freaking football at his age as if he's still 25 years old. What is it that you two have in common to continue to kick ass at at 40? Uh, you know, I think, you know, the age is just a number. You know, yes, there's at some point it obviously, you know, it, it, it becomes more difficult. Um, you know, I feel like I've, you know, even with Jim Leo and Piffer training, you know, they they keep pushing the benchmark in, in training, whether it's, you know, just the basic stuff, but but then going to, you know, reaction, you know, and, and, and a lot of the equipment that they have to buy to keep pushing the boundaries. And, you know, unfortunately, there's other, you know, it's myself, you know, Alexander Rossi, Charlie Kimball, you know, Hinchcliffe, a lot of these guys are, are working out at the same place, Tony Kanan, you know, and, and, and that's where it becomes hard to, to find the edge. So, you know, I think uh, working out with those guys, they give me motivation every day. You know, the the, the people at work. Um, you know, it's it's about the people around you, and and uh, you know, truly, I think that's what drives me. But then, you know, the next step is just the competition level of, of the NTT IndyCar series. Man, it's through the roof. Like you, mm-hmm. you can't. You know, even if it's the same. You know, you have a double header at, at the same track. You know, one day from to the next is completely different, just because. You know, it's so hard to be at that high level for so long, even on the same weekend, that, you know, you mess up a little bit and you're dropping six or eight spots, you know. So it's uh, – I love it, man. I'm, I'm so uh, – I love being part of the series and, and what they do, and, and everybody's true races here, man. This is such a great sport. Scott Dixon, your new teammate next year, Jimmy Johnson, has seven championships in NASCAR. Does that motivate you to go for a seventh championship in IndyCar? I know, man. You know, look at me all happy with six, and then I got to team up with somebody with seven. <laughs> it's uh, it's definitely a funny situation, but no, it's uh, it's so cool. You know, Jimmy, I can see why he's a seven-time champion, and just uh, the intensity that he brings. Even you know, we haven't even done a test together. I don't think. No, uh, yeah, no. I've just gone to to watch him. We actually have a test. I think not next week, the week after in Alabama for the first time together and, and uh, you know, the the, the, uh, the depth that he's going to to make sure that, you know, he's up to speed as quick as possible and just, you know, what he's accomplished and then trying to jump over, you know, is, is most people just say it's com- complete insanity. But, uh, you know, he uh, his intensity and what he's been able to do and, and uh, I'm, I'm excited. I hope it goes super smoothly for him. It's definitely a mountain for him to climb, especially at this time in his career. Uh, but also, you know, just the differences. I think if he was coming over and just doing the oval, then you'd understand it. But you know, to come and do the road course is going to be extremely tough. Well, I've got a picture somewhere in the archives of 
a bouffant Ryan Briscoe and a Scott Dixon. I think your hair was a little messed up, too, because you guys just came back from a marathon. Jimmy Johnson is big on doing marathons and triathlons. Is that what keeps you guys both going? And are you going to be doing some of those in this offseason? Uh, yeah, I, I haven't spoken to him too much about that. Um, you know, his schedule is crazy as, as ever at the moment, especially when he's trying to transition both of them. I don't know what he's doing next year as far as any cup races, but, um, yeah, I'd love to, to do it. I think he's done one half Ironman. I've done, I've done a few half Ironmans. Um, yeah, Briscoe, I love that, that, uh, that it was like a cheer pit here that he had going on back there, wasn't it? Like yeah. the big, uh, flow thing that he was going on. He looked, he looked cute. He was definitely, uh, Definitely all the ladies at the club liked it when he had his hair like that. So, um, you know, he needs to, well, no, he's married and, and happily married, so he doesn't yes. need to bring that back. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'd love to do that with, with Jimmy at some point, you know, and maybe Briscoe. Briscoe's a, a big-time runner now. He's super fast and doing really well in, in half Ironman and marathons and things like that. But, yeah, it just shows, you know, I think uh, with, with Jimmy, just his dedication. And once he hooks on something, man, he just he goes all in. Scott Dixon, you mentioned COVID-19. A lot of things happened this year, not just setting the season on hold for a while. We've had double header races. We've had shortened race weekends where you don't spend so much time at the track. Would you like to see some of those things going forward, even next year or whenever we get back to what's called normal? Would you like to see double headers and shortened weekends at the racetrack? I think we'll definitely see some of the things transfer. You know, we, we learned a lot of things, you know, for many years we're like, ah, Texas, you can do in one day. And we did it, you know, so, you know, that's possible. Uh, the double headers, I love the double headers. I've always been a massive fan of those just throughout, you know, I think if you go back to 2013 or 2012, maybe we started doing, you know, uh, Toronto, the, I think it was Houston and, and maybe, you know, a couple of others. So, um, you know, I think we'll see some of those really go through to, to next year. You know, they're talking about all road courses will be just two-day events. You know, you got to be a little bit careful because it is an international series. You do need some track time, um, and you need some track time for the likes of, you know, like look at Jimmy Johnson. You know, if you're only going to have an hour practice and you're going to St. Pete for the first time, like, that's a lot to consume. Like, it's almost impossible. Um, so, you know, I think they have to be a little bit careful in, in how restrained they get on, you know, track time. We already have no testing. I think we only have three days a year. You know, back to the day when I first started, we had, I think I did 50 or 60 test days one year before, before, you know, the, 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 you know, or during the year of the championship. So, you know, it's, uh, it's a lot of things to, uh, really analyze, but I think, you know, it's put us in a lot of different situations this year. And yes, I think some things are going to, you know, definitely uh, cross over going into next year and, and some other things just make it, you know, a lot of sense. So, you know, it's, uh, some good things come out of this year in, in, in strange ways. Broham. 20 years of us doing this. You've got six championships. Uh, wow. Uh, it's been an amazing couple of decades, huh? It's been amazing. Let's go for seven, man. That's <laughs> <Let's> a <do it. laughs> boy. Taco Bell and Coors Light tonight. Go have fun. I can't wait. I'm, I'm really hungry now. So I'm going to, yeah, Taco Bell. It's happening. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. <laughs> Later. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Cheers. Every year I take a moment to laugh at the gyrations that NASCAR makes to inject drama into its season championship picture. All the rubber rules and artificial point scenarios don't raise the drama for me. Quite the contrary. Champions should have championship seasons, right? Winning creates drama. Take IndyCar, for example. For 15 consecutive seasons, the winner of the season championship was determined at the last race. No funny business or rubber anything. 15 in a row. This year, Scott Dixon out. 
outlasted Joseph Newgarden at St. Petersburg on Sunday. Newgarden won the race, but Dixon got his sixth championship by finishing third. The drama lasted the season from Dixon's four early wins to Newgarden's charge at the end. Racing's funny like that. Champions create championship drama while building championship seasons. And racing fans, real racing fans like me, are glad they do. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. That's great, it starts with an earthquake, birds and snakes and airplanes, and Lenny Bruce is not afraid. I have a hurricane, listen to yourself, churn world, serve its own needs, dummy, serve your own needs, beat it up, an ox beat, grunt, no strength. Freak Nation, been doing it for 20 years from the Lucas Oil Studios. Speaking of, high mileage oil stabilizer from Lucas Oil. Yeah, you got an old hot rod in the garage, making a whole lot of noise. Well, that's why you should roll with Lucas Oil high mileage oil stabilizer. Eliminates the noise and oil consumption of that old hot rod. More miles per gallon, reduces heat and friction, eliminates dry starts. For more information, check it out at lucasoil.com. That's lucasoil.com, their product spotlight of the week. Got about four and a half, five minutes here. I want to talk uh, briefly on Statman Scat about the last 15 years. It comes down to the last race for the IndyCar Series. Not a whole lot of gimmicks. There are some double points races and so forth in there. but Not this year, but yes, there have been the last couple of years. Statman, why do you think that is? Is it the is it the... The, the disparity of money or is it just a flat out because there there's gimmicks that are a part of NASCAR pure gimmicks. The old man France who started the thing wanted to have, wanted to make sure he has said, he said this before he died that he made sure he wanted to have five cars coming out of the last turn on the last lap with a chance to win. So I've had uh, track officials at smaller NASCAR tracks tell me that they have made up debris on the track to compress the field. They have discovered debris on the track when the thing has been there for six laps because it's now closer to the end. Field is too stretched out. They got to get it closed up. It's all a gimmick. Uh, it's more promotion. The whole environment is a carny environment. It's a carny mentality. And uh, I don't know if racing is the first or second thing on their list. How do you really feel? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, half, halfway Open through the that. door, you walk right in, don't you? Yeah, halfway <laughs> through that paragraph, I was thinking, how am I going to get out of this? i think about this flip things around i just think it's it's kudos to indycar and to be honest nhra is not using their playoff system Mm -hmm. this year that's a covid that's because of covid19 however will it translate to next year and future years because they realize we really don't need this anymore who knows but yeah kudos to indycar for keeping parody as much as possible these last 15 years parody is what gives the greatest competition and you don't need to manufacture excitement i mean racing is let's face it all sports are 
a form of entertainment. You need to continually figure out how to keep your, your audience entertained. But if the sport is organically doing it itself, like it appears IndyCar has been, and yes, the parody, the competition is amazing, then hats off to them. Let's just give, instead of criticizing, you know, series that are making things up, let's give kudos where kudos are due. Yeah, I think that's, uh, Crash, I think you're 100% right. The parody is so great in IndyCar. In NASCAR, for example, all the winners come from two or three teams, multiple car teams. I think I've counted a couple of times. Uh, there's In any season, there might be anywhere from seven to ten winners. Uh, and some of those are just like one race winners. So it's um, there's very little parity in that mix. Uh, as much as they want us to believe there is, there's very little parity. In NHRA, it's kind of the same thing. The winners are coming from two teams, three teams. So in IndyCar, that's very different. And I think you're dead on the money. They've worked hard to get the parity, even though they have the same tires and the same cars. Uh, it's still parody, and maybe they threw a little gimmick in there once in a while with double points on the last race. But uh, yeah, I mean that's you know that I think that parody is dead on the money. Freak Nation, Alex Bowman, Arizona native. Not there's not been one NASCAR Cup Series driver from Arizona that's won a Cup race. And, oh, where's that season finale? Ah. Arizona. He's got a shot at it. NASCAR Cup star Alex Bowman coming up next. Next hour, Giovanni Selzy. Yes, the son of four-time NHRA champion Gary Selzy. And uh, pro stock winner from Texas, Matt Hartford, will be joining us. More Freaks coming up. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. After your engine, the transmission is the second most important component of your car. If you maintain it, it will shift properly and get you down the road without problems. But if you don't maintain it, problems are coming your way. Lucas Transmission Fix can clean and lubricate sticking valves and renew worn bands to make your transmission shift properly and stop leaking. It's compatible with all transmissions and transmission fluids lucas transmission fix it works hey you want the easiest car care ever right there's a couple lucas oil products you got to get your hands on one lucas slick mist fast and easy speed wax two tire and trim shine and three interior detailer it's better than anything on the market so this is what you do you spray the speed wax on a wet or dry surface you wipe it off and you're done you think you can handle that Lucas Interior Detailer rejuvenates interiors, and Lucas Tires and Trim Shine does wonders on tires and wheels. Lucas Slick Mist. It's easy. It works. Go to lucasoil.com for more information. 
Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. The Coxville Blockers, the Albuquerque Chupacabras, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, we got your attention now, don't we? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history and a meaning behind it, like the Akron Rubbers, the Boston Accents, or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts are awesome, made with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are just stupid soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at AwesomeSportsLogos.com. That's AwesomeSportsLogos.com, and get awesome. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive, unlimited, 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Coming up next hour, Gio Selzy, Giovanni Selzy, the son of four time NHRA champion Gary Selzy. He'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Also, Matt Hartford, pro stock winner from Dallas. He'll be here. Coming up in moments, Alex Bowman, NASCAR Cup star from Arizona, who hopes to be running for that championship in that final race in Phoenix, Arizona. NASCAR Cup race was rained out today. Reset for tomorrow morning. This segment brought to our good friends at General Tire. Go to GeneralTire.com. Check out the tires for your truck because it is truck season. If you buy four qualifying truck tires, you just might take home up to a $100 Visa prepaid car here in the Freak Nation. Look at where we are this year. I told you this time last year. I said, okay, Alex, you're in the chase. Uh, You're deep into the chase. You're going to be running for the championship. But uh, you know what? You're not going to have a whole hell of a lot of fans to race in front of. We have a pandemic that's uh, causing craziness here on this planet. Would you have believed what the hell was going on? Uh, I don't think anybody would have. It's been uh, been a really interesting year and obviously bummed to, to not have had more fans out at races, but so proud of NASCAR for getting back going and, and racing as much as we have and, and getting back on schedule. It's it's really cool that um, you know we're, we're kind of back to, to where we were supposed to be this time of year as far as races and um, yeah, it's been, it's been good. Obviously we've had a, a really strong year and really strong here lately. So just, uh, we had a couple more opportunities to, to try to make that round of four and, uh, pretty confident we can get the job done. When, and of course you're in Alex Bowman joining us here in the freak nation. And you talk about where we are, you know, in deep in November and you go back a little bit to your comment about NASCAR and you're, that's true. We've been doing Speed Freaks for 20 years, and 
the advance of NASCAR and the the ability for them to grasp reality has really become part of their success as of late because they were one of the forerunners on how to try at least get a handle on the pandemic and get their sport back on the map while others were looking at NASCAR. You don't know anything different because you're one of the younger drivers, but at the same time, you're right. You've got to be able to appreciate what these guys have done within the walls of NASCAR. Yeah, obviously they did a, a fantastic job to get us back racing. You know, to be the the first or, or one of the first sports back was was really cool. Um, to to be able to be so efficient, get races done, uh, work with tracks to to get the scheduling done, um, and race as much as we did is is pretty incredible. And um, you know, I feel like we've done a really good job keeping everybody safe. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously they've been very strict, but, but you have to be right now. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, I'm, I'm just proud of everybody and, um, all the, everybody through the teams and the drivers and, and, you know, NASCAR themselves, everybody's done a really good job, um, to, to make this all work for everybody. Alex Bowman is in the Speed Freaks pits. Alex, this has been a strange year. Uh, NASCAR has had a lot of people that maybe not NASCAR fans, but they've been looking at the sport. It was the first major professional sports series that was back during the pandemic. And then a lot of racial issues in the culture have boiled over into NASCAR. We have had a lot of fans in the stands, but there have been a lot of eyes looking at NASCAR. Does that bring more pressure to you to drive differently, to maybe uh, handle yourself differently in the NASCAR community? Um, I don't know. I think it's hard to feel like there's more eyeballs on it when you kind of have, you don't have any fans at the racetrack or don't have many fans at the racetrack, you know. Um, you, you're kind of going to do your job and it's empty versus packed people everywhere. So it's it's hard to feel like there's, there's more eyeballs, but obviously, you know, there's been a lot of different situations to go on and, um, you know, things that, you know, you never think there's, there's going to be a pandemic and then everything else that's gone on this year. It's just, it, there's definitely been a lot of different situations to, um, to try to understand and, and to learn from. So it's, uh, it's definitely been interesting. It's, there's, I feel like, when's like what's next in 2020 but um it's uh you know i'm just just proud of how we've handled it as a sport and um you know hopefully things will get back to a little more normal um eventually you know we'll we'll get everybody back out at the racetrack safely you asked the question what's next in 2020 part of that is a little bit in your control you know you could become a very championship driver i mean i'm just i don't want to jinx anything but hey what do you what's on your plate yeah exactly let's turn 2020 around what's on your plate how are you going to attack the next few tracks getting to phoenix yeah i mean i feel like we're probably in a must-win situation on points um joey winning last weekend was kind of the nail in that coffin i felt like we could beat him on points and get in and um he was kind of the the closest closest reach and um, him locking himself in and, and knocking the whole ladder down one is, is definitely tough when you have guys with a ton of, uh, a ton of playoff points. So, um, we're going to have our work cut out for us, but I, I'm confident we can get the job done. Texas is a, a pretty good track for us. Martinsville is historically a, a great track for Hendrick Motorsports and we just got to go win. Um, you know, we want to, 
run as well as we can each and every week and, and finish the, the best we can in points regardless of the situation. But we, uh, we want to go win. So, Alex Bowman, let me ask you this. Some races are more important than others. They mean points. They mean positions in standings. They might mean championships. Are you willing to race that hard to take risks in order to win important races? I don't think so. Um, you know, I, I don't think you win championships by racing differently or trying to change what you're doing um, in those last 10 races. I think you need to approach every week how you would approach those races um, to be prepared for those races. And, and, you know, we definitely fell off through the summer, and it kind of looks like we've changed something just because of how much better we've been for the last two months or so uh, versus how we were in the summer. But I feel like those summer months really prepared us for these races. And um, it's just I feel like you you got to stay with what you're doing. And, and obviously what we're doing right now is, is working pretty well. Um, you know, Kansas, we came up just a little bit short. And if we're uh, a little better in Texas, we can get the job done. Alex Bowman, your car owner, Rick Hendrick, has been through championship after championship. Do you still go to him to find out how to race in a specific race, maybe a cutoff race to continue in the championship? Do you lean on that experience? Um, yeah, for sure. I, I feel like everybody at Hendrick Motorsports uh, works really well together. And obviously, you know, leaning on Mr. H is, is a big part of what we do. Um, you know, Mr. H is a, a great guy and, and super helpful, but you also have Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's a big list of people to lean on. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's really good to have kind of that depth of experience at HMS and, and be able to lean on everybody. Um, it's, uh, it's a big help for sure. Arizona native Alex Bowman joining us here in the freak nation. And one of the things that you do bring to NASCAR is, uh, a, a calming personality, Alex. We've we've known you yes. for, for a few years, and I bring that up in that you were you were mocked by a, an individual about some having some anxiety prior to a race when you've got NFL athletes that are doing the same thing. We, it's it's mental health and something that has been on the back burner for so many years for people, but now we're we're bringing it to the front to have these discussions, and I think it's beneficial. Alex, if, if, if I'm sure people have told you to have these discussions about anxiety and maybe some mental hiccups that we have because we're all human and we have those issues, Alex. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I, I think, you know, anxiety is definitely something that a, a ton of people deal with and, and I've dealt with over the, I mean, for as long as I can remember. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's just part of life. Everybody deals with it a little differently and, um, you know, I, I did. I, I talked to uh, Jim Utter about that, and I don't. He, I don't think he was mocking me. Um, you know, that wasn't. It was. He wasn't trying to come off how he came off, and and he didn't mean it how it it came off at all. Um, so I I think you know that was. It definitely got some people fired up and, <laughs> and hurt hurt some feelings. So I, it's unfortunate that that it was probably worded the way it was worded, and uh, I just. I think, you know, it, it wasn't, uh, probably as big of a deal as it got made out to be, but, um, yeah, I mean, people struggle with that. I struggle with it pretty much every day. So, uh, it's just part of life and, um, nobody's perfect. Nobody has their stuff all, all the way together. Everybody's got their issues for sure. Bravo. 
Oh, my gosh. See, and again, I'm going to go back to the climate of 2020 and all the social unrest and people jumping to conclusions all over the place. And meanwhile, Alex Bowman, in the midst of his uber busy schedule, decides I'm going to go talk with Jim Utter. I'm going to go talk with the journalist that put out something about my anxiety. And, you know, let's just discuss this. Imagine that 2020 having an adult conversation. Thank you, Alex Bowman. That's what Kenny was meaning by you being a calming voice. Wow. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I don't know. All I can do is be me. And, um, you know, I think the other side of that is I've, I've known Jim for quite a while and, and have a really good relationship with him. And, um, you know, I, I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, man, that came off wrong, but I know that's not how it meant it. So, um, yeah, we talked and, uh, it's all, it's all good. Keep the discussions going though, people. I know this is a NASCAR conversation right now, but I suffer from depression. I've been dealing with it for decades and guess what? Got it going good. Alex is talking about anxiety. People keep talking because talking works. Yeah. Even you're right, Alex, even with that hiccup with utter and yourself, it's it's helping people. You realize yes, that, right? Yes. Yeah, for sure. And you know, I think for me, it's you know, it's something. It's kind of my worst nightmare because it's not something I'm comfortable with talking about. And um, mm-hmm. obviously, it it kind of blew up and and got talked about quite a bit. But if that helps people, um, and you know, helps uh, other people that that struggle with the same things, uh, be able to deal with it a little better. That's that's awesome. And um, you know, happy to, uh, <laughs> to, to help, I guess it's, um, it, like I said, it's, it's something that I've never been good at talking about. Um, I don't think anybody's great at talking about it, but, um, you know, if, uh, getting, getting people riled up on Twitter helps people deal with it, then, uh, that's, that's good for sure. Well, you have a chance to to be a first and to be the first Arizona native to win in your home state a NASCAR Cup championship. I'm sure you don't think about that at all, do you? <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty special. I, I think I'm the only guy from Arizona to win a, a cup race, so yeah. that's, that's special too. But to, to win a championship, to try to do it at home, that would be so cool. Um, that place has been you know, very interesting for me. We about won there a couple of years ago. And then ever since then, we've kind of struggled. So, um, it'd be a little bit of redemption to, uh, to go there and, and get a win for sure. Alex Bowman, of course, deep into the playoff run and NASCAR playoffs joining us here in the freak nation, buddy, as always, we appreciate your time in here. Good luck to you this weekend, bud. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having me. You know, stat man, you look at a guy like Alex Bowman, a younger, one of the younger drivers having some success and one of the younger drivers that, whether it's Chase Elliott or Bubba Wallace, guys that that aren't afraid to express some emotions. There might be those other older dudes that give them some blowback, like Utter did unintentionally, evidently. But it, it's refreshing just to be to see these younger drivers feeling free to express what maybe ten years ago, whether it was a mental health issue or anxiety realizing that millions of us suffer from instances like that. Yeah, I like the younger generation in all sports, just not being afraid to talk about realities. So, yeah, kudos to them. Sorry, Statman, I cut you off. No, I think think you're dead on the money again, that these younger guys are used to expressing themselves as keyboard warriors in social media, and they don't see – they don't draw that – 
invisible line that guys in another generation drew because they were afraid of upsetting sponsors. I think these guys are still worried about sponsors, but the line has moved because of social media so they can express things a little differently. Than, uh, and they, you know, they feel more open about who they are and what they're about. And that's, that's part of the progress that we've made, I say recently, uh, the last few years, in that it's, it's okay to just, again, just say you're not feeling well. Well, why aren't you feeling well? Explain, talk, open up a conversation. I've said before, if, if my dad would have had more open conversation with the way he was feeling, he probably could have sought some better help for what we think was some depression. But again, it's just not part of that generation. But as we get uh, deeper into this thing with the millennials coming around and those younger than the millennials, my daughter, man, it's awesome just to, to see them be able to express themselves in so many forms of fashion, whether it's social media or if you're sitting there in front of a mic and there's thousands of people watching you and you say, you know what? I got, I'm pretty damn anxious about this <laughs> and not figuring about the worrying about the blowback. Yeah. Now you're, 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 you're absolutely right. But I, you know, I think that, I think that the comfort level of expressing yourself in social media has, uh, as much to play with it as anything. I don't know that these guys are more, in tune to sitting in front of a, you know, a mental health expert. Um, maybe, maybe they are because those people are more uh, available now and people are more open to the idea. But, um, you know, I think, I think it all starts in social media. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Giovanni Selzy will be joining us. In about 15 minutes, the son of Gary Selzy, Matt Hartford, NHRA Pro Stock winner from Texas or Dallas specifically will be here. Big second hour. Stick around. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love to party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. Coming up in about 15 minutes, Gio Selzy, Giovanni Selzy, the son of four-time NHRA champion Gary Selzy, got himself a first this weekend running on general tires. He'll join us here in the Freak Nation. Your stat man, Scat, talking about 15 years of this in IndyCar. That's coming up at about 25 past the hour. I would like to get to this before we resume with some of the other affiliates coming up in about five minutes. Uh, Lewis Hamilton now has more wins 
than uh, Michael Schumacher. 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 And how he's done it, and really this year in particular, how he's done it, crashed stat in the the face of those asking him to calm down, don't wear the shirt, don't say a thing about the social unrest, social justice, but continues to flip the bird at those saying, I'm going to do it my way. <laughs> I'm going to eclipse who at one time was the greatest, perceived to be the greatest driver in history. Yeah, I love it. He, it's, it's just odd to me that Lewis Hamilton, he's been leading the championship all year. He wears a Breonna Taylor shirt on the podium and they tell him he can't wear it. I mean, I get that they, they change the rules so that he can't wear that. I get the rules are rules, but come on. We're in such a weird year this year that so many rules have been thrown out the window anyway. You've got a guy that just beat Michael Schumacher's record. You, you now have the all-time winningest Formula One driver ever. And he wants to be able to use his platform like many athletes do. Let the guy have a voice. Don't shut down your championship. Le- it just it frustrates me. But yeah, good for him just being like thinking to himself and thinking for the masses. I don't care. I still have all my other ways of, of reaching out to you guys. And he has been humbled, in my opinion. I want Stat's opinion on this. I feel like he's been humbled over these last couple of years. And he's really appreciating wins and appreciating people who are giving him support back. And it's been fun to watch this year. I don't know. I don't know if he's been humbled. Uh, I do think there's a growing sentiment amongst some of the old timers who are speaking louder and louder that he's not one of the maybe not one of the top five drivers in F1 history. Um, what? Yeah, Jackie Stewart had a big comment about that. He said that uh, he's oh. he's he's there's a weak field. He's with the best team and the best car. Oh my gosh. And, uh, you know, I, I, that some more and more people are just like in the NBA. They're saying that, uh, Jordan is better than, uh, James and, you know, so forth and so on. That Unitas is better than Brady and Jim Brown is better than, um, whomever but uh yeah that's what they're saying now and it's probably that it's going to grow more and more if as he gets his seventh championship and uh goes for an eighth it's gonna be a lot of people that say he doesn't deserve it huh you know what i I kind of remember some things like that in the mid 2000s around 2005 or 6 People saying that about Michael Schumacher. It's a weak field. It's, you know, he just, he's with the best team anyway. Put him in a, a backmarker car. He won't be doing these things. So maybe that's just, I think with Lewis, it is a little different because he is black. And I unfortunately think that that stigma still exists, of course, especially in Formula One. But I feel like that's also something that people always want to say about leaders in their industry. Because, yeah, LeBron James, come on, guys. The argument should start to be done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, it, they did say that Prost and Senna might have been better than Schumacher, uh, but uh, you know, only only thing you could do is win, beat the guys that you compete against, and yes. uh, you know, I mean, what more what more can you do? I think he's certainly in the discussion for the top three. Uh, I saw Senna race, and Senna was incredible in a very different car. 
had almost twice the horsepower and manual gear shift and not nearly the uh, technology. Uh, Center was just, it was stunning how good he was. Uh, amazing. Freak Nation. Coming up, Gio Selzy, Giovanni Selzy, the son of Gary Selzy, one of the more popular NHRA drivers in history. He'll be joining us in about seven or eight minutes. But we're going to reset and get some Crash Gladys pit news and notes. Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the Freaks. Another round of affiliates here at the Freak Nation. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Lucas Oil Studios. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Coming up in a moment, Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes. Brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation. Check out their website, GeneralTire.com. And you truck guys and gals, you just might want to get yourself a new set of General Tires. Buy four qualifying GTs, and you'll get up to 100 bucks back with a Visa prepaid card. Thanks to our friends at General Tires. Check it out at GeneralTire.com. Crasher? Records are made to be broken, said Michael Schumacher one day back when. And now Michael's 91 wins in the top racing series in the world, Formula One. They were just passed this weekend when Lewis Hamilton, he drove off a shaky start to win the Portuguese Grand Prix, Grand Prix by 25 seconds. So now, your new record-setting Formula One race winner at 92 wins is Mr. Lewis Hamilton. Mm. How about another record-setting Schumacher story? Top fuel driver Tony Schumacher won his 85th race in Houston this afternoon in just his eighth race this season. He's been sidelined due to sponsorship woes, but Tony's got it. He's still got it grabbing that butterfly. Winning in funny car was Tommy Johnson. Aaron Stanfield won in pro pro stock very soon after he took a win in the factory stock class. And Eddie Craywick was your winner in motorcycles. His first win in two years. The IndyCar season is now officially over by running their season opener that was postponed to the finale due to COVID-19. Weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But, hey, this race today was 2020 themed is what it was. Alexander Rossi leading 61 laps, but then spinning himself out of the race. Will Power was leading. He also took himself out. Indy 500 winner Takuma Sato hit Indy 500 pole sitter Marco Andretti on what was arguably his best race of the year, but Marco went out, and with his bad finish, he fell out of the $1 million leader circle bonus money for next year. Big ouch. In the end, it was Joseph Newgarden who did everything he could to steal the title away from Scott Dixon, including winning the race, but Dixon kept himself clean. He finished third and took home his sixth IndyCar title. NASCAR raced a bit north of the drag racers racing at Texas Motor Speedway. Harrison Burton took the win in the Xfinity Series after spinning earlier in the race. And then he passed Noah Gregson on the last turn of the last lap to take the win with his dad in the broadcast booth, screaming to witness all the greatness. Sunday morning was for the trucks. That was Sheldon Creed and Cup. That's been postponed to tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern. Motorsports Radio, redefined. 
Well, how are you using your time sequestered at home? Been staring at that unfinished hot rod or vintage sports car in the garage just looking for some DIY dirty hands work? Yeah? Well, how about changing your oil and topping it off with Lucas Oil Stabilizer or refreshing your brake line with new Lucas Oil brake fluid or give your prized possessions that like new shine with Lucas Oil Slickness products. It's homeschool time for you, buddy, and time to learn to do the basics to keep your ride on the road with Lucas Oil and Lucas Oil products. For more information, check them out, lucasoil.com. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Car not performing right, a dirty fuel system damages gas mileage and even your engine over time. But Lucas Fuel Treatment can clean and lubricate that fuel system, the fuel pump, fuel injectors, even carburetors and valves as you drive. It's designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment, it works. MAV-TV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. MAV-TV televises off-road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and World Rally Championships, to name a few. MAV-TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows, such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. MAV-TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MAVTV.com for more racing information and to demand your MAV-TV. The Texas Roadkill, the San Francisco Swallows, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, I got your attention now, don't I? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative. Funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history, a meaning behind it, like the New Orleans Curse or the Nashville Bootleggers. And these t-shirts, they are awesome, with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are ridiculously soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at AwesomeSportsLogos.com. That's AwesomeSportsLogos.com, and get awesome. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. You're listening Listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. to get you pumped up. Right? Holy smokes. 20 years, Freak Nation. We've been doing this for the Lucas Hall Studios. 20 years. Think about that, man. The website, speedfreaks.tv. Therefore, you're on Facebook, Instagram, of course, on Twitter. Uh, good to get this guy 
first time in the Freak Nation, a huge win over the weekend. He's been chasing this thing for, uh, well, he's been chasing it for a while now. Gio, Giovanni, don't call me Gary, sells him here in the Freak Nation. What's <laughs> no, up, Gio? Not. <laughs> How are we doing, guys? Awesome, bud. Good to finally get you here in the Freak Nation. Even better, the fact that you got yourself a big, big win in your first uh, Arca Menard Series West uh, not your first, but your first win in the ARCA Series Menards West race uh, win. This was this is big for you because it feels like you've been chasing your tail from time to time this entire year. Yeah, it really has. I mean, the uh, <clears throat> the transition from, from dirt to pavement's been tough. Um, and to finally, you know, break through, I mean, I've, I've started on the pole, um, led some laps, and just have never been able to put a full race together. Um, and, and finally finally doing it really was, was very satisfying. Geo Selzy joining us here in the Freak Nation. It's got to be satisfying. Did you hear from your mom or your dad first after this win? Yeah, so my mom was there. My dad was actually flying with my brother to uh, to Indianapolis. So they landed, and, and my dad was going crazy on the plane, trying to get my brother's attention, and, and they were both pretty excited. So um, my mom, she was pumped. She was there. She got to see it. And uh, you know, my dad gave me a call. I talked to my brother after, and, and they were both really excited. Okay, so yeah, this is bragging rights now at the Thanksgiving table coming up next month. I mean, you've got you can hold this over Dominic right now, can't you? Yes, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, to, to finally win a win a pavement race. I haven't been running that long on pavement. Obviously, it's my first year, but um, I feel like I've been trying so hard and and being close in the past. Just like I said, never been able to put a race together, um, and it's finally finally breaking through. I feel like I've I've been doing it for for years now, but it, it honestly hasn't been that long, but. Yeah, like I said, to uh, to finally do it and finally win a race on pavement is pretty cool. Gio Selzy joining us here in the Freak Nation. He finished ninth today at Kern Raceway, but it was a win on Friday, baby, and winning matters. But I want to talk to you about aggression because you were talking in some other interviews earlier this week about not being or you not feeling aggressive enough in your races this season. And we talked about intensity and aggression with IndyCar champion Scott Dixon just one hour ago. What is it that you change about your style or your mentality to become more aggressive? And therefore, did it lead to this win? Yeah, I think it just shows how evenly matched everybody is. Um, Our qualifying times on Friday were were within a couple hundreds of each other. Actually, the front row tied at the exact same time. So um, you know, any, any time a door opens, you have to, have to take those, those opportunities. And, and the ones you let slip away are the ones you're never going to get back. Um, and especially in cars like that, when, when they're, they're, you know, have less power than what I'm used to. And, and obviously on pavement, you mostly, there's only one or two lanes. It's not like dirt where you can go run way up by the wall or way down by the infield. So, um, you have to be aggressive and, and you have to, when you start up front like that, you have to take advantage of those opportunities. Um, and I feel like I finally made the right moves throughout the race and, and, and was aggressive enough and, and didn't let, let one slip away. Giovanni Selzy, ARCA winner this weekend. I only have the main question I want to ask you is how did you avoid drag racing? Your dad has got four NHRA championships in the nitro categories. And did you purposely stay away from drag racing or how did you avoid it? You know, honestly, I think drag racing top fuel cars are, are the coolest things in the world. Um, anytime I can still go and watch and, and go, you know, talk to all the people that see me grow up, and, and it's just, it's awesome. I love it. I love going. Um, and just, you know, the thing about drag racing is you really couldn't drag race anything under the age of 16. 
And when me and my brother were, you know, five or six years old, there was nothing really we could drag race. So um, we got started in dirt racing with with junior sprints and and micros and midgets. And there there were so many more classes you could run, go-karts, when you were younger to go the dirt path. And and we kind of just never transitioned back over and into drag racing. Um, Well, like I said, I think it's really cool. I love going to watch, but man, those things are insane making, you know, 10,000 horsepower and, and they're pretty much a bomb on wheels. So I don't, I don't know if I'd ever climb behind one, but they're, they're pretty cool to go watch. You've never driven one maybe in secret on a Monday at some track with nobody watching just to see what it felt like. Honestly, if I got the opportunity, I would be the first one to, to try it, uh, but I would I would never want to do it for a living. I, I, I don't know. I'd have to talk to my son. I'd have to have my dad there to kind of, you know, walk me through and show me what to do. <laughs> Your dad. <laughs> Your dad was incredible. I funniest thing that relationship I ever had with your dad I think I think it was you who was racing at Irwindale and got your first win and I called him to tell him and he says you got to get off the phone I'm trying to find out if Gio won and and I said dude I'm trying to call you to tell you that he won and then he went <laughs> bananas and I said go call him you know and he said I got to talk to him it was one of the funniest things uh, did, did, how did you calm your father down when you started to have success in racing? I don't think there's any calming him down. Um, <laughs> I mean, he, he's, he is the perfect guy for drag racing. He's wide open for four seconds and then he's off, you know, he's all on and off. He's, he's like a light switch. Um, and, you know, honestly, he's the funniest guy to be around cause that's how he is all the time. He's wide open on the chip all the time. You know, he, he's like a top fuel car. Um, and he just, you don't, you don't really calm him down. He, he is more excited when I win a race or do good than, than I am, honestly. I mean, he, he gets so pumped up and, and I don't think there's anybody that, that likes seeing me and my brother have success like he does. He just, honestly, I think he's more excited when we win than, than when he wins. Rolling on those general tires, Gio Selzy, joining us here in the Freak Nation, drove the number 16 Napa Auto Parts Toyota Camry to his first Arca Menard Series West win Friday night at All American Speedway. Do you find that your mom is the the, the calming uh, person in your family when your dad gets so excited? Oh, one hundred percent. My brother is just like my dad, and I'm just like my mom. <laughs> um, you know, me and my mom are pretty calm, and and no matter what happens, we're just kind of hey, it is what it is, and and they are both you know on the chip all the time, and and you know show emotion all the time, and. Um, they're, they're pretty much twins. I mean, they're starting to look alike now. So, um, yeah, she, she's definitely the glue that holds us all together. So, but wait a minute, if Dominic's starting to look like your dad, don't tell me you're starting to look like your mom. Uh, yeah, I would much rather look like my mom than my dad. (laughs) (laughs) a boy. Oh, Gio. All right, Gio, are we going to see you ever back on dirt? Cause I know you love dirt and the good news is, I mean, Arca races on all basically all surfaces, but what about making a transition, not maybe a transition, but at least some fun back on dirt, a one-off here or there? Yeah, for sure. I'm actually signed for a team, um, KCP Racing with Matt Barber and Brett Nearing out of uh, Des Moines, Iowa, so um, a a great group of guys that own a a World of Outlaws sprint car, so I'll I'll be doing as much as I can back and forth and and trying to kind of stay busy between both. What's the ultimate goal for you, Gio? You know, honestly, I don't know. Um, I'm just kind of trying to, to take it weekend by weekend. I think I think when you uh, when you try and set goals and you don't meet them, you can kind of get yourself disappointed. But um, I, I I feel like I do so much, and I race whether it's a midget, a sprint car, or, or a stock car. Now um, I just try and kind of take it week by week, and 
and do the best I can and, and you know, hope the results, uh, hope the results and success will follow. Geo Selzy joining us here in the Freak Nation. Got him an ARCA Series West race win on Friday night. Of course, running on those general tires. It's awesome to get you in here, man. Go, yes. go win yourself some more races so we can get you in here instead of your old man. <laughs> Absolutely. Hopefully I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you, Geo. Thank you, guys. Yes, Dad, I think your text was right. ARCA Series drivers are just the damn best. I don't care they if East, West, National Series. personalities, yes. Holy smokes, Dad. But we knew a Selzy was going to have a good personality. Yeah, that's that's wired into his genome. He's got he's to be cool. But ARCA drivers are cut above everybody else that we've talked to for 20 years. They are the best. Okay. And these are kids. These are kids. Our show is older than most of the people that we talk to. Well, it goes back to what we were referencing after the Alex Bowman interview that we had last hour. I mean, these are these are kids, these these younger drivers in these younger series. But they're great interviews because they're not afraid to speak, kind of like they're not afraid to talk about issues that they may be having, because that's just how they're growing up now. Let's talk. Let's have a conversation. Let's be ourselves and have fun with life. Thank you, people. Thank you. Freak Nation, come up a moment. Your stat man scat. Gimmicks or no gimmicks? Regardless, IndyCar Series has no gimmicks, and they've been doing this for 15 years. We'll get to that. And Matt Hartford, NHRA Pro Stock winner from Dallas. He joins us in about 20, 25 minutes. More Freaks next. Every year I take a moment to laugh at the gyrations that NASCAR makes to inject drama into its season championship picture. All the rubber rules and artificial point scenarios don't raise the drama for me. Quite the contrary. Champions should have championship seasons, right? Winning creates drama. Take IndyCar, for example. For 15 consecutive seasons, the winner of the season championship was determined at the last race. No funny business or rubber anything. 15 in a row. This year, Scott Dixon outlasted Joseph Newgarden at St. Petersburg on Sunday. Newgarden won the race, but Dixon got his sixth championship by finishing third. The drama lasted the season from Dixon's four early wins to Newgarden's charge at the end. Racing's funny like that. Champions create championship drama while building championship seasons. And racing fans, real racing fans like me, are glad they do. Peace. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Let me make a suggestion for you guys and gals out there that might have an old hot rod in the garage. You might need a little... TLC. Well, you should first start with Lucas Oil Fuel Stabilizer. Why? Well, again, Lucas Oil has a line of products to keep your ride on the road, and the high mileage oil stabilizer will eliminate noise and oil consumption associated with that worn old engine of yours, raises oil pressure. Eliminates dry starts, reduces heat and friction. Check it out. It's their spotlight of the week. Their product spotlight of the week at lucasoil.com. Lucasoil.com. Crashy, you were talking about Marco Andretti. 
Yes. Uh, lost out on the, this million-dollar pot of money? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it's not a pot. It's a million dollars for himself. Yeah. I still don't understand. Well, it, it – okay, the Leader Circle program I'm not 100% familiar with. I just kind of haven't bothered to Good, read on I, it. I had not heard of that before. It's basically the long and short of it is it's a way to keep teams – interested in the sport and keep them help them with funds for coming years but you have to be in the top 22 in points he fell out of that so the top 22 they get a million dollars is that what you understand Statman? yeah the, the teams, teams do it's a lot of i think nascar also the top 35 is it that that they get some money also uh or benefits uh, the teams get the money and not the drivers. So, right. yeah, I think it's important, obviously. It, you know, I mean, that's going to that's a, a lump of money for several teams, especially at, after this year when sponsors are, uh, you know, flying the coop. Except, Holy smokes. Speaking of, and we had we talked with Scott Dixon, of course, champion in the first hour. His teammate next year will be Jimmy Johnson, and they did just announce a new sponsor, a new sponsor to all of motorsports. We've seen this sponsor in USL soccer, and I believe I've seen the sponsor in some other areas of sports, but Carvana jumping on board with online car sales, jumping on board with Chip Ganassi Racing. I almost said Scott Dixon Racing. Damn, might as well be, right? Yeah, right. So, yeah, but you're right. You're right, Statman. The leader circle money paying the top 22 teams in IndyCar, and like you said, potentially the top 30, 35 in NASCAR, it just it's a big chunk of change to help their funding for the next year. That's crazy. I think about the, the year it's been for motorsports, specifically the lack of funding like a butts in the seats, but they're still going to hand out $22 million to, 20, to 22 different teams. Whoa. Correct. Hello, Roger. How'd that investment work out? My gosh. Well, some of that uh, also announced this week that Roger was going to dump his uh, V8 supercar program in uh, Australia. So, you know, mm-hmm. some of that money is going to the IndyCar programs and all of that. You know, I mean, you can't, he's got a lot of money, but he's not going to go broke just because he likes to race. So, yeah, I, mean, it's, I wonder how much else is going to uh, disappear because of his commitments now to IndyCar and the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. I wonder, though, how long that was in the making because he did announce, well, it was after he had announced that he would be taking over, well, purchasing IMS and the IndyCar series and the TV package, mm-hmm. but He'd announced at the end of last year that Scott McLaughlin, his, of course, champion from V8 Supercars, would be doing a part-time ride in IndyCar this year, and then that's turning into a full-time ride next year. So maybe the writing was already on the wall before this pandemic that he was going to shut down that team. Yeah, well, they've been talking about McLaughlin coming here, but yeah, I mean, I think it was probably hastened along once he made that deal or that he the negotiations were in and, and included in the negotiations was the idea that I could take this money and put it over here. Um, yeah. So that's why he's a billionaire because he's not throwing his money away. 
Crash, what are you hearing for next year with the IndyCar series and financially strapped teams? Are you hearing anything of, of teams that may not be able to move over into the 2021 series, 2021 season because of COVID-19 and all the issues that we've had this year? No, team-wise, I haven't heard anything. I mean, driver-wise, it's it's a shame what happened to Oliver Askew and how he's now left trying to find a ride and uh, he doesn't come from much money and he doesn't have a lot of companies behind him right now. So team-wise, no. Driver-wise, yes, there's a lot of that. Tony Kanaan's still searching for, for something for the ovals. So, yeah, teams seem to be okay overall, which is good news but shocking news. Right. Man, I just – I don't know how they can continue – who was it that we had on recently that, that said, look, we can't go through anything similar to what we oh, did this willpower. year? Is that who it was? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're right. Maybe everybody, maybe, will be okay with another year because there were programs that incentivized a lot of their businesses this year. But another year of that, no, it, it cannot happen. Mm-hmm. Statman, when you look at what, what IndyCar has done this year, again – they ran their first race last <laughs> this weekend, of course, today, talking about St. Pete. And from what we can tell now, Crasher, they're going to be off for another six, five months. They're supposed to pick it up the end of March. Is that right? I believe it's the end of March. I'd have to look at that again. I didn't really study the schedule when it came out. But again, w- there's no guarantees. Mm. We don't know what this pandemic is going to do this winter and then lead into the spring just like it did last year. So if it's the end of March, I still think that that's maybe 50-50. Right. That's what I was going to get to with Statman. Statman, what's your gut telling you about the resumption of the IndyCar series and NASCAR and just motors? Look look what the NHRA did. They pushed their season back uh, a month and a half. No Pomona and no Phoenix next year to start the season. Right. Move till April or something. What's your gut telling you, Stat? I think that there's some teams, it might be a bit optimistic to say that the teams are okay. If Tony Kanaan, a series champion, if he can't find money, then uh, some of these teams that are depending on drivers to bring money to them are, you know, going to be, they're going to be hurting. You know, I mean, if, 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 if my budget depends on uh, Joe Smith bringing me half a million to a million dollars for my seat, then I'm not going to have that seat. And if I only got one car, then I'm gone. If I've got two cars and I can't get help from anybody else as a satellite team, I'm gone. And if Roger doesn't want to help me with some sort of program or slide some money under the door one night, I'm gone. So, yeah, there's going to be some teams that are going to disappear. I'm fully convinced of that. It says a lot about the magnitude of a Jimmy Johnson and his brand that I don't know what kind of money Carvana is spending on Jimmy Johnson and Chip Ganassi, but to I think Jimmy Johnson podiuming would be a success. I agree. Yeah, so, I, I think also right? – I'm, I'm cutting you off here on purpose because I think also that – Penske's uh, involvement with IndyCar TV and Carvana's involvement, heavy involvement in television sponsorship, 
I think maybe some of that TV money might end up in, um, you know, a car sponsorship and some of that activation. I think that activation is what's going to uh, be the death blow to a lot of teams in all racing. If sponsors, if, if fans aren't going to be at the track and wandering around the garages and the midways, then, you know, there's, it's going to be difficult for sponsors to bring money if they got nobody to um, tell that they bought money to the program. <laughs> right. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Speak Freaks on a Sunday night. Again, reminding you, 10 a.m. Eastern time start for the NASCAR Cup race at Texas. Coming up next, NHRA Pro Stock winner from Dallas last weekend, Matt Harford. He joins us here in the Lucas Oil Studios. Now, time for me is nothing because I'm counting no A. Now, I couldn't be there. Now, you shouldn't be scared. I'm good at repairs, and I'm under each snare. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. It's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. Make your anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. That's GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. Hey, you want the easiest car care ever, right? There's a couple Lucas Oil products you got to get your hands on. One, Lucas Slick Mist Fast and Easy Speed Wax. Two, Tire and Trim Shine. And three, Interior Detailer. It's better than anything on the market, so this is what you do. You spray the speed wax on a wet or dry surface, you wipe it off, and you're done. You think you can handle that? Lucas Interior Detailer rejuvenates interiors, and Lucas Tires and Trim Shine does wonders on tires and wheels. Lucas Slick Mist. It's easy. It works. Go to lucasoil.com for more information. Freak Nation, for over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, your everywhere. From the aggressive mud terrain Grabber X3 to the all-terrain performance of the Grabber ATX, even to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APX, General Tire balances excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. 
Want to bring racing technology into your driveway? Lucas High Performance Motor Oil is advanced race engine technology for everyday cars and trucks. It reduces friction heat and coats your engine with a tougher, longer-lasting oil film for maximum protection. Lucas High Performance Motor Oil cools and cleans your engine and protects against sludge buildup from everyday stop-and-go driving. Lucas High Performance Motor Oil is made in America and sold to the world. It works. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Mother, I don't want to take my medicine. 24 years in the gutter again. I'm losing it. I'm losing it. Everybody's acting like Back to Speed Freaks. 20 years. Lucas Oil Studios, Crash Gladys, Statman, Kenny Sargent. Thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing. You follow us on Twitter, the website, speedfreaks.tv. And, of course, on Facebook and Instagram. We've known this guy for quite a while, man. Uh, Matt Hartford grabbed himself a big win in Texas in the pro stock class, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And and you, you go back to Indianapolis with uh, your performance there, Matt what's what's changed prior to Indianapolis? I don't think you got past the second round, and now all of a sudden you're winning races with crazy reaction time. What's been the difference, man? Uh, you know, we started off the year, and by the way, it's great to great to talk to you guys again. It's, it's been, like you said, we've known each other a long time, yeah. and it's always, always a pleasure to be on your show. And there's, if we're on your show, that means we did something well. So <laughs> I'm happy to be here. But, uh, you know, we started off the year, you know, with KB Power, and, and we had some electrical gremlins the first two races, which was all car-related, nothing to do with the engine side. And that really hurt us, at, you know, at the, at the beginning. And then, you know, we went to Orlando, and, you know, we became the quickest uh, the quickest uh, pro-stock car in the FI era. We went at 646-0. So we knew we had a car that could compete. And then, then COVID struck, and, you know, it kind of took everybody's momentum, and it, and it stopped it. And and, and we really just struggled when we came back. I, I didn't drive very well. We were missing the setup here and there. And, and when the car was on, I was off. When I was on, the car was off. And Indy, we kind of got into a stride and, and went to the finals. And I thought we could win win the finals. And obviously, it was a close race. But, uh, you know, it was a good drag race. And, and there's a winner and a loser. So we came out on the long end. But that, that was okay because it was momentum. And then I just proved that how much a driver can be an idiot when we got to Gainesville. Mm. And, and I, I rolled in a little too deep and I, you know, I just, I got in a little deep and, you know, what should have been a, a, a good, you know, team 20 light ended up being red because of my, just what I did staging. And, and it really it hit home. It's like, man, we got to get our heads out of our, you know, what, if we're going to have a chance to even go to a final round or win again. And uh, we got really focused, and and my crew has done an incredible job. My crew chief has been giving me a great car, and 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 you know, to, to last week in Dallas, we knew we had to step up the game against Erica, and you know, we came out on the on the right side of it, and was able to come out with a win against Greg. So it was a, uh, it was certainly uh, the way we wanted to have this year is to at least have one win. You talk about rolling deep over at Gainesville. But then you were you were kind of balancing patience and just taking your time on the starting line in Dallas. Can you talk about how it, it is a balance of patience versus playing a starting line game with your competitor? Well, I mean, go back one year in St. Louis. Uh, I was in the final round against Erica, and uh, you know we were on a pretty good momentum back back in 2019, and 
And final round, we go up there, and I, I go in, and I sit in the pre-stage beam for quite a long time. And then Erica finally rolls in, and then I go in, and then she takes about five seconds to roll in, four or five seconds to roll into the second beam. And I was 003, and I think she was 18, and, and but she got the win. Mm-hmm. And to ask a driver what things that they remember, they remember things like that. <laughs> and it's like, okay, you know, you know, she, uh, you know, she wasn't happy about losing here in Dallas in that round, but I think she forgets that, you know, she did the same thing to me a year ago and not that it was intentional. Okay. Maybe it was a little intentional, but it's just <laughs> like, Hey, you know, two, two can play this game. The, you know, you, you know, you're sitting in the car and you're reading how to stage, you know, how to use the Christmas tree and how to stage the cliff notes. And it says, Hey, I got seven seconds after all, <laughs> after three bolts are on. And I use probably five and a half, six of them. And it, but, it, but there's nothing wrong with that. That is what the rule book says. All we did was play by the rules. That's awesome. Well, I don't care if it's Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NFL. There are unwritten rules, and that's yeah. what's so much fun to watch in drag racing is you're within the rules, yet you, you, you drivers continue to verbally spank each other when you, you delay g- going uh, into the lights or you deep stage when you should. What's the unwritten rule, Hartford? <laughs> he, 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 here's the rule. My rule is, I need to put the total seal CIP one Camaro in the winner circle for everybody that supports us and all our sponsors and my crew, as long as it's, we're not doing anything that's a breaking the rule, we're going to do whatever it takes to win the race. To me, my goal is to go out there and win races. I'm not out there to make it to be everybody's best friend. And I'm not out there to, to, you know, just let somebody else control the situation. Now that doesn't mean that we're going to be, you know, you know, mean about it. But look, so I took a couple extra seconds staging. Why is that such a big deal? Everybody's made a big deal about it. To me, it's just like, hey, I'm just taking my time rolling in. I know she's good. I know I need to be on my game. I better be concentrating when I go in. And by taking my time, that's all I was able to do. And, you know, like I said, she's done it to me. I did it to her. Life goes on. Pro Stock winner Matt Hart for joining us here in the Freak Nation. And that's where I was going with this, though. Not to make a big deal of this, but just to say, like, Hey, you do have this available time. It's okay to use it, and people need to stop making a big deal of this. And, and that's right. You know, when you, when you look at, let's just look at a guy like John Force. <laughs> John Force has, over the last several years, has made a you know made a pretty good statement about he likes to deep stage during certain rounds. Guess what? That's legal. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with double balling somebody. There's nothing wrong with taking your time. There's nothing wrong with both your lights coming on at the same time. These are all things that a lot of drivers get frustrated because, it, like you said, quote unquote, it's an unwritten rule. Like, don't hit a grand slam when you're so far ahead in the game or whatever it may be. And, and to me, look, follow the rules. You know, if, if we're out there to say, I'm just going to be, everybody's got to just do the same thing every time, it's going to get pretty complacent and it's not going to be that much fun. Our rule is to go out there and try to win the race. That's the only rule that we have to follow. Whatever's in the rule book it says we can do, we're going to do to the best of our ability. Matt Hartford is in the Speed Freaks pits. Matt won the Pro Stock Finals at the Texas Motorplex last weekend. Matt, you had a very contentious race with two-time champion Erica Enders at the Motorplex. Do you have some words with her after the race was over? Well, you know, she, she, she was like any competitor and she's a true competitor. She was disappointed on losing. And, you know, when I, when I walked over to her, she said something about playing games on the starting line. And I said, Hey, let's, let's be clear about something. You beat me way more than I beat you, you know, good race, you know, see in Houston, something along those lines. 
there was nothing negative. There was nothing that would be spiteful between e- either one of us. It's look when when I lose, I, I'm I'm pissed when I lose. Let's make no bones about it. But when I win, I'm happy. And, and so why should she be any different? She was definitely unhappy that she lost. But she outran me and went 25 on the tree. She did everything that she could. She she was good on the tree. She made a great run. We were just a little bit better by one thou, and that's drag racing. One thou. That's amazing is what that is. Matt, you know us well enough that uh, we carry about a 55-gallon drum of gasoline to pour on uh, controversy just to add add, uh, flames to the already – fire that's being stoked let's leave pro stock drivers out of this let's go top fuel or any class who's the biggest hypocrite when it comes to bitching and moaning about <laughs> about unwritten rules but continues to break them or you can tell you can name your pro stock drivers man i you know i i look at it and i don't know you know i seen i remember the controversy at the end of last year you know in the top fuel ranks what happened and you know you, you see things but you know, your gasoline works great, but here's the thing, the heat of the moment, everybody's in it. And, and to say that we're not emotional and that we're not going to have, you know, that we're not going to come out there and, and do or say things that the other competitor or the fans may think is just wrong. When you put yourself in these positions and your only goal, when you get up there on that starting line is to win the race. And if you don't perform or your car doesn't perform or someone else does something to screw you up, you're going to be heated at the top end. And, you know that everybody, everybody's not everybody's best friend. Let's be clear about that. But I, you know, I do love watching. You know, there's a couple of the bike riders. You know, you, you they don't like each other, and you love watching them. And and it's no different than when you watch Greg and Erica race each other. There's no love lost between those two. But guess what? They're both really good competitors. They're out there for the same reason. They're out there to win. So, you know, it, it's you're not going. You can't say that it's one person against another person. It's round by round. You could have new controversy spark. Every single time, two cars stage. Matt, this is 2020, and controversies have been all over the world this year. In the NHRA, there was a major controversy where the title sponsor of the series left, and you got somebody new coming in to be the savior, Camping World RVs. What was going through your mind? You're a businessman. You run businesses. What would you think about all of that? How did your business survive? Well, the first thing went through my head, and, and, and honestly, the guys that uh, – NHRA would, would back me up on this. We immediately had a, a, a conference call with NHRA from the Total Seal sponsorship side uh, of NHRA because, you know, obviously, you know, we, we do a lot of advertising within NHRA with yeah. our cameras, national drags, et cetera. And to us, NHRA is one of the, they're the, the pinnacle of the platforms are where we can get our message out because drag racing is such a huge market to us. My first call was, hey, what's going on, and do we want to continue? Is NHRA going to be okay? Are you going to be here at the next race? Where are we at? Are we going to finish the season? Is National Drags going to survive? Hmm. And all of these things immediately from the business side of me is what I was concerned with, not the racing side, the business mm-hmm. side. And and Brad Gerber and Jeff Morton and, and Ned and Josh from NHRA and even and Cromwell, everybody kind of got on board and said, listen, there's stuff in the works. Think good things are going to happen. We're solid moving forward for the next several years with our TV package. Give us a week and we'll get back to you. And and by the first of October, everything was cleared up. We knew the camping world was in. You know, so from total seal standpoint, we were back in with NHRA and and they are going to be strong. They're going to survive. They're going to be you know just they're going to continue to be the force to be reckoned with in motorsports. And camping world coming on board for us to take home the first trophy. That is you know the camping world Wally. There's there's four of them produced. 
and we've got one of them. We get the pro stock one. So that's something that we'll have for the rest of our lives, and it'll be in the box scores forever. Hartford, thanks for doing this, buddy. Well, it's always good to hear from you guys. And uh, now that I know that you're literally, we're, we're, we're talking over the phone only about 20 minutes apart. So <laughs> next time, hopefully we can do this in the studio. Yes, yes, I like that. yes. All right, Matt. See you, bud. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Not, not much, much motorsports. Not much motorsports. Helio or Helio. Not, not, not. Well, not only that. This big old fat World Series. Yeah. Statman, you good with that? I could deal with that every night of the week. Mm-hmm. Clearly, you didn't peek. No, I, I kept my back to the TV the whole time. <laughs> there you go. Good job. Cardinals in Seattle in overtime. Overtime. But Freak Nation, how about this? Have you thought, hmm. What Guinness Book of World Record could I break? Well, one dude, a Taiwan student, broke a Guinness Book World Record when he was able to bounce a soap bubble 290 times on his hand before it popped. Come on. Uh, He said he became interested in bubble performance after seeing a video online of someone else attempting the record. You got to tell me something good behind that, dude. That ain't real. (laughs) That doesn't seem right. I should have done my research how they come up with these categories with Guinness. Who started this? Like, was it a, a... a drunken beer bat? Dude, can you bounce that <laughs> bubble off your hand? Dude. Is that how it is? <laughs> you know, when, when somebody comes up, dude, hold my beer, you know, it's all over yeah. after that. <laughs> yeah, how many Guinness Book of World Records were started drunk? Yeah, dude, hold my beer. Or, dude, watch this. <laughs> I bet you can't do it again. Watch me. Crasher, you got one? I don't. So have at it, Kenny. I've got plenty of them. We talked about this as parents of a a six-and-a-half-year-old about trick-or-treating. I mean, COVID-19 and so forth. Might be some issues. However, I might need to look into this. A Pennsylvania dude. They unveiled their secret weapon to keep trick-or-treating safe during the pandemic. A treat-launching catapult. It's like something Statman would do. Sit up there with a big cigar, just launching candy into kids' baskets. Okay. (laughs) We thought we could try to come up with a creative way to throw candy at kids. (laughs) With safe distancing. Who was that truck driver that was sitting on his back porch with his shotgun waiting for <laughs> waiting for somebody to Chad move? Chad Chaffin. Yeah. That was he sat on his porch and waiting for some kid to come up asking for a trick or treat. 
Hey, you going down to the house that's got the catapult? I mean, you could launch all kinds of candy with a catapult, right? I mean, you could launch some of those big old 36-ounce bags of M&Ms and not worry about handing them the, the one small bag of M&Ms. Come on. Yeah, walk by there uh, the next morning and uh, get some free Snickers off the ground. Mm-hmm. What are you going as a this year, stat man? The Cleveland Browns quarterback. <laughs> uh, you probably lose at that, too. Although, you did beat Cincinnati. Yeah, the worst team in football. <laughs> right. Freak Nation, if you miss any of the show, go to our website, speedfreaks.tv. Chad Chaffin was not in here, but Matt Hartford was, Gio Selzy, Alex Bowman, NASCAR star, and your six-time IndyCar Series champion, Scott Dixon. Shoot the juice to the moose, the stat man. Cut it loose. Dip. Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined.